Welcome to the Convergence Church Podcast. Our vision at Convergence is to encounter Jesus and transform cities with His power and His love. If you'd like more information about Convergence and how to plug in, you can visit convergencechurch.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy this message. Well, hey, Convergence. We encounter Jesus and transform cities with his power and love. And I'm just so thankful that we get to live a life of encounters. It's not just that I've had some encounters. I live a life of encounter. And, and we're called to live a continual encounter with the Lord. And what a joy it is to encounter him here today. And already we've seen the Lord healing and moving in this place. And, and I think we're just getting started. Um, this morning I, I want to talk about the gift of forgiveness We've, we've been in a series where we've been talking about a healthy, a healthy heart, and I want to talk this morning about a forgiving heart. And I'm going to do this a little differently. Some of you may have never done something quite like this before, what we're going to do. Um, but I want to, as, as, we're share, as I'm sharing the message this morning, and you have awareness that you need to release forgiveness. I want to invite you to just stand up anytime in this service and say, I forgive. I forgive. Anytime. That's not an interruption. That's freedom. Okay. And so at any point in this service where there's something comes to your mind, something comes to your heart, Chains are going to break off today. Uh, there's going to be so much. I believe we're going to see healing in bodies this morning. And uh, there's, there's just freedom that comes when we, when we forgive. It's amazing what you can do with a little artificial intelligence. And there's freedom in this house and forgiveness here today in Jesus' name. <laughs> I like that one. I want to just go back to uh, one of the foundational stories in my life. When I was preaching on forgiveness in Reynosa, Mexico, and uh, at the end of the service, an elderly lady came up, and she was completely deaf in her right ear, and we prayed for her, and her ear was open right then. Isn't it amazing that we serve a miracle-working God? I just never cease to be amazed at what God does. And she was weeping. And, and so then a, a younger lady came up, and she asked for prayer for her right ear. And it just felt like we were getting nowhere. <laughs> and, and so I, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to, to ask her to declare that she forgives. Yo, yo perdono los. And, and so I, I said to her, I said, you know, declare that. And, and she spoke it out. And, and then I, I said, I want you to declare, I have forgiven. Yo he perdonado. Um, I was really proud that I had learned the perfect tense, I think. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Holy Spirit still moved. And, and her ear, she was instantly healed. Her, her ear popped open right there when she declared, I forgive, I have forgiven. So then we were praying for the left ear. A mother brought up a little four-year-old girl, and we were praying for her left ear to open up. 
and we weren't getting anywhere. And the Lord said to me, I want you to ask the mom to declare forgiveness. And the mom said, Yo perdonalos. Yo he perdonado. I have forgiven them. And when the mom did that, the girl's ear popped open right in that moment. And my thought today is, why wouldn't that happen here today? Why wouldn't, as we release forgiveness, why wouldn't we experience miracles of healing in this place? And I believe as we forgive, even coming into this season where we tend to spend more time with family, I believe that as we forgive in this room this morning, that we are setting in motion restoration and redemption for our families. And that we are here to take hold of everything that Jesus died for. Colossians 1, it says, For he rescued us from the domain that word domain is the word authority. You have been rescued from the authority of darkness. And you have been transferred into a whole nother kingdom, a whole nother realm. The kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. Can you say redemption? He's bought it back. He bought back everything that has been stolen from you. And that redemption comes... The forgiveness of sins. Jesus, he came. He came to this earth. He, he came. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He came as a helpless baby in Mary's womb. He was born in a manger. He grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He lived on this earth 33 years he gave his life on a cross. He laid down his life on a Roman cross for your sin. And the first thing that he said on that cross out of the seven sayings of the cross is, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. We serve a forgiving, a forgiving God. Colossians 2.13, when you were dead... Notice that's past tense. In your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. Completely forgiven. Forgiven. I'm forgiven. Say that right now. I'm forgiven all of your transgressions. You are forgiven and released by the power of the blood of Jesus. He's canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has nailed it and taken it away, having nailed it to the cross. We serve a forgiven God. He has disarmed the rulers and authorities, and he has made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Forgiveness is such a powerful weapon of warfare, and you are completely forgiven. Jesus did his work perfectly on the cross. There is nothing that we can add to the cross. His work is complete, done, and finished. And so he's forgiven us all, and if God says forgiven over your sins, what right do you have to not forgive yourself? 
God says forgiven, and he knows what he's talking about. And he says that over your life today. All right, so to forgive is to come into agreement with the cross. It's to align ourselves with everything that Jesus purchased on the cross. That he has canceled the decrees against us. And he has disarmed the rulers and authorities. And when we choose to forgive, we align ourselves with the finished work of Jesus on the cross that has disarmed and publicly humiliated the enemy. Uh, forgiveness is such a powerful weapon of warfare. The devil hates forgiveness. And in fact, the Apostle Paul in the... In, 2 Corinthians said, if, if I have forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. When people forgive, the enemy doesn't have a place. Amen. Thank you. Woo! Yes. Come on. To be a Christian, C.S. Lewis said, means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Mm -hmm. Just that God in his mercy would forgive us and cleanse us. Jesus, as he was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Jesus told a parable in Matthew 18. And at the end of it he said. He was talking to the, to the, mass, to the slave. And who had not forgiven. When he had chosen to forgive the slave. And he said. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave. In the same way that I had mercy on you. And, I, and moved with anger, he handed him over to the torturers until he should repay him all that was owed him. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if you do not forgive his brother from your heart. When you look at the math there, it's about the man was forgiven about $400,000. So basically somebody said, Here, here's a free home <laughs> to $1. And he would not forgive the $1. I don't know about you, but I've been forgiven... A billion. I've been forgiven a billion. Freely. It's been handed to me. And so I want to be really good. This is just one of my goals. I want to be really good at forgiving. I believe that's one of the marks of maturity as a believer. Is that we get really good at releasing forgiveness. Because my heavenly father is good at releasing forgiveness. You can go to every council in the world, but you won't be free until you forgive. It's just that simple. There's, there's, no, way to, there's no way to candy coat this. Um, and I, you know, several weeks ago we were talking about deliverance. And, you know, one of the things, yes, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Thank you. Now, I do want to ask you, so as we stand up, it's forgiving someone else. But that's a good, it's a good word. Thank you. You can go to every council in the world, but you will not be free until you forgive. You know, even, even the world is discovering the importance of forgiveness. You know, you look at, I was reading just in Mayo Clinic, people who forgive have healthier relationships, improved mental health, less anxiety, less stress, hostility, fewer symptoms of depression, lower blood pressure, a stronger immune system, improved heart health, and improved self-esteem. That's a pretty good deal. And the world is recognizing that. In study after study, people who forgive tend to have not only less stress, but also better relationships, fewer general health problems, and lower incidences of, of most serious illnesses, including depression, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. Why? Because not forgiving, nursing a grudge is so caustic. This is the world, guys. It raises your blood pressure, depletes immune function, makes you depressed, and causes enormous physical stress to the whole body. I think uh, God's on to something. Yes. Amen. So forgiveness works by reducing the stress of unforgiveness, a toxic mixture of anger, bitterness, hatred, resentment, and fear. Unforgiveness can cause physical consequences. I don't even want to read all that. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about what is forgiveness. It's one, making yourself responsible for how you feel. You are powerful. I'm not speaking this morning in this room to victims. You are powerful. And so it's taking and becoming a hero instead of a victim in the story. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forgiveness is learning to take wrongs less personally. It's a trainable skill, just like learning to throw a baseball. It's something you can practice and get better at. It is a choice. It is not forgetting that something painful has happened. It is not excusing or condoning poor behavior. It's not denying or minimizing your hurt. And it's not even necessarily reconciling with the offender. That's a goal. If possible, we want to be at peace with all men. But reconciliation is not always possible. It's not always waiving the right to justice or compensation, and it's not always easy. I know when I've, when I've been really, really wounded, I just, to me, the 70 times 7 is not that somebody keeps sinning against me 70 times 7. It's that it takes me 70, 70 times 7 that I have to keep forgiving them. <laughs> and I just keep doing it. Until one day, it's like, oh, I didn't even think about it that day. Whereas a month ago or a week ago, it may, I may have had to forgive them a hundred times. And then eventually you find that uh, it's being released in your heart. So forgiveness is letting go of what has been done to you in the past. Reconciliation is when the other person apologizes and accepts forgiveness in the present. And trust is what you will, when you will open yourself up to and risk happening again in the future. And it's really important to define these things because a lot of times we're having trouble forgiving. Go ahead. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. So a lot of times we take it and we, we put all of this together. Okay? There's a difference in forgiveness, reconciliation, and trust. I w- may forgive you, but it may be a while before I trust you with money after you've stolen from me. That doesn't mean I haven't forgiven you. Trust has to be built back. And so we, sometimes we lump it all in there when there's a difference in forgiveness, letting go, reconciliation, our coming into that agreement of unity in the present, and trust that has to be built so that we can have and take risks together in the future. And so this is, this is something that really helped me when I learned that. So forgiveness is a heart choice. It's not a feeling. I want to encourage you, don't, don't wait until you feel it. Usually when we start to forgive, it's just a raw choice of obedience in a place of pain. But don't wait until you feel it. Get that process started. When we boil forgiveness down to its simplest form, we find it's a decision. That's it. (laughs) Just make the decision to forgive. It often starts with raw obedience in a place of pain. Out of obedience and faith, we choose to step through the door of forgiveness and believe God will meet us there with his grace. Amen. Amen. We bless you. So as we choose to forgive, we come into agreement with God's plan of redemption. We come into agreement with the cross. As we choose to forgive, we're declaring that we trust that the blood forgave us, that it's powerful enough to forgive others and powerful enough to buy back what has been stolen. Forgiveness brought into a situation begins to dismantle the devil's plans and schemes. And forgiveness says, I trust you, God, to have the final word. (laughs) I don't have to have the final word. God has the final word. So forgiveness aligns with the supernatural redemption of the blood. So we make an obedient choice to forgive Second process, we make an obedient choice to continue forgiving. (laughs) And as we do that, our heart begins to align with the choice. And then we come into a place of not only forgiving, but releasing blessing. And that is is a a whole uh, another thing I've... The Lord started teaching me about this in a season where we were going through a, a lot of a lot of tension in some relationships, and uh, I knew I knew I had to forgive. Yes, Amen. Thank you, Amy. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. 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 Come on. Yeah. Go ahead. Just come on. 
Yes. Woo! We agree. Bless you. Yes. Wow. Come on. <laughs> Woo! Mm. That's good. Yes, right back here. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Wow. That's good. Bold. All right. Good. So we were walking through a lot, and, you know, I knew that I had to forgive, and I was forgiving. And uh, I remember I was, I was driving around the west side of Loop 820, and uh, I was thinking about how wounded I was in this situation and just choosing to continue to forgive. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And, and I heard the Lord clearly. He said to me, he said, 100 years from now, no one is going to care that he hurt you. All that matters a hundred years from now is my kingdom. And I need you to bless him because he needs to be all he can be in his limited time here on earth in the kingdom. And I saw it in a completely different way in that moment. And my heart shifted from just raw choosing to forgive to being able to say, I bless him in Jesus' name. I bless him. I bless his church to prosper and grow and let him be everything that you want him to be, Lord. Let it be amazing for your kingdom. And it all made so much sense when I got that, when I got that vision and revelation of, of what happened. And it was in that season, too, we were... It was a season where we were looking for a, a house, and it was like I, I began to recognize a pattern that on days when I forgave and blessed, it was like miracles were set in motion, restoration miracles, and miracles happened to get us into the house uh, that, that we had been praying for in that season. So the story of Job, chapter 42, verse 7, it came about after the Lord had spoken these words to Job. That the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends because you've not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Do you know the story of Job and his friends who were helping him? <laughs> now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job will pray for you. For I will accept him so that I may not do with you according to your folly. Because you have not spoken to me what is right as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the team and I to Bildad the Shuhite. And, and Zophar the name of Thite went and did as the Lord told them. And the Lord accepted Job. You know when you hit those names you just don't stop. Just keep, keep going. Just keep going. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. Amen. Yes. Woo. When he prayed, when he prayed for his friends... Miracles of restoration were, were set into motion in his life. 
It says, then all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him came to him before him and, and they ate bread with him and came into his house and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversities the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave, gave him one piece of money and each a ring of gold. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And he had seven sons and three daughters. In all the land, no women were found so fair as Job's daughters. And their father gave them inheritance among their brothers. And that was something that usually didn't even happen back then. And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and grandsons, four generations and Job died an old man and full of days. I think he was glad that he forgave. I think he was glad that he blessed. He entered into something supernatural. So there was supernatural restoration, twofold possession, relational reconciliation, financial favor. There was family restoration. There was the women in his family received inheritance also, and not just the men. And there was health restoration. All set in motion by forgiving, blessing, and praying over those who had wounded him. When he prayed, when he prayed for his friends, the Lord increased all that he had. You know, I've thought, well, what, what would have happened if Job had not prayed? Uh, this is the bitterness version. Job did not forgive and bless his friends, and every day his heart became harder and he became more bitter. Could have been, guys. It's a choice. Amen. Yes! We agree! Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> the inheritance God had for Job would have never been restored. Maybe even his family wouldn't have been able able to pay off their debts. Um, his friends would have remained in bondage. Um, and many times, guys, the entrance into a new season involves walking through forgiveness opportunities. I've seen this happen so many times. Marcy and I have seen this. As we are propelling into a new season, there's often a substantial opportunity <laughs> to walk out forgiveness on the way into that new place. And so just be aware that God has blessings on the other side. We can choose to forgive and step into a new season or to be tethered to our past season through unforgiveness. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be tethered to the past. I want to be free to step in. I love what Chris Vallotton said. Forgiveness rewrites our history. It frees us from our lives being defined by our wounds. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Come on. Yes, you have. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Amen. All right. Yes. All right. Whew. 
Job chose to forgive and bless, and he was thrust into a new season of incredible supernatural restoration. God is never interested in just bringing you back to normal. Restoration in the kingdom is about getting you where he's always wanted you to be. So he's not, he's not here to just bring it back to like it was. Restoration in the kingdom, God, God adds. He blesses. He increases. So, yes. So we receive God's forgiveness, and we choose to release it to others, and we choose to forgive and bless, and then we get to bring the reality of forgiveness into the world. When Jesus returned and he was there when he rose again, and he, he was there with his disciples, and uh, he said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And then he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. There's all kinds of debates, like, well, some people say, well, that was just symbolic or whatever, but I don't know. I, I just tend to think if Jesus is speaking to you, the resurrected Jesus is in front of you, and he says, receive the Holy Spirit, I just tend to think something's going to happen to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. So Jesus is sending them out. He says, peace. I'm here to send you, receive the Holy Spirit, and here's what you're going to go release. You're going to go release forgiveness. You're going to release the gospel. You're going to release the work of the cross. You get to come into full agreement and release that agreement on the earth, that forgiveness. You have been given the ministry of releasing forgiveness. I want us to stand this morning, and we're going we're gonna to have communion together here. Amen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's some others. Just go ahead. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
you, God. Jesus. body is enough that you carried our transgressions for everything that's been named in this room today and everything that hasn't been your body is enough Lord your sacrifice is enough for all the pain Lord that you're coming in right now to heal 
restore in this place, in this moment. Just, just let the Lord touch you right now. It's a holy moment. We're here at the table as a family. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. That you took the decrees against me. And they were nailed to the cross. And they were left there. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's just say that around the room. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. Jesus, we thank you for your blood. We thank you that your blood is enough. receive the fullness of everything your blood purchased for us. give us a a ticket somewhere in the future but Lord you gave us a life with you here on this earth and we're just so thankful we're thankful Jesus thank you thank you for the grace to release forgiveness for the rest of our lives Lord thank you Jesus that you made that journey that you came for forgiveness. Thank you. And we receive the fullness of your blood. We receive the fullness of restoration that has been activated in this room today. Thank you, God. He took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I feel like there's a number of people who've been healed physically in the room. There's hearts being healed right now. If he's touching your heart, don't. Don't hold back. Let out. Some of you just need to let out some pain that's been in you for a long time. This is a safe place to let that out. Arthritis pain has has gone. Some of you can move now. You can move your hands without pain. I 
see, I see people actually seeing your family differently. I see like a different light shining. You're going to see them through a different, a different lens, not the lens of the past, but you're going to see them through the lens of forgiveness and the grace of God. Father, we thank you for miracles in families of, of restoration over this Christmas. Lord, we thank you for salvation of family members. We declare household salvation. Lord, every member of our family saved. Jesus. Jesus, thank you for restoration of family. Thank you, Father. Some of you are going to be able to declare to family members forgiveness. You're going to be able to ask for forgiveness. Father, let reconciliation, restoration flow in this season, Jesus. That you're not a baby locked in a manger now, but you are Emmanuel, God with us alive and well and powerful and that we have not come to commemorate a God who is far off but a God who is present in our homes a God who is among us a God who works miracles now and so Lord we say thank you thank you for what you've done thank you for what you've done I want to ask our ministry teams to come on up here some of you, you just, you know, some things have started. We've started working on some things inside of you and you just want someone to pray with you and agree with you. We'll have our teams. They'll be up here at the front just to pray with you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you as you go out and release forgiveness onto the earth. I bless you that your words release restoration. Your words release healing. I bless you that your words release salvation and revelation of who God is. Father, may there be miracles of healings in our homes over this season. God, we're just thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can we just shout out thank you? Thank you, Lord! Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless you. Teams are up here to pray with anyone who wants prayer.